Welcome to the Key of Life podcast, a show where we explore the limitless creative potential that exists within our human life, from birth to death, ancestry, and everything in between. Every human holds a key that opens a door of possibility to create, sustain, and transform within ourselves and with others. When we share our keys, we create deeper access to the keys within ourselves and open the doors of remembrance within others. I'm your gatekeeper and guide, Nanadua L. Key Hogg. Let's open the door together. Welcome, everyone, to the Key of Life podcast. Today we have Saki joining us today. We had a little bit of a Mercury and Gatorade mishap to start us off, but we're here anyway. And we're going to be talking about ley lines, which is a really fucking cool and interesting topic that not a lot of people understand like the full scope of I think people kind of understand it to an extent in terms of like oh the the earth has a grid but like they don't get that like specific points on the earth like hold specific energies so we're going to talk a little bit about that and yeah so introduce yourself Saki (laughs) hi everyone my name is Saki Saki Savavi and I'm so excited to be here I am an artist an energy worker an astrologer pretty much just out here creating things for my grandchildren I think I always say like fuck my kids um but (laughs) I love my grandkids they um you know I think a lot of people talk about like ancestral work but I do a lot of descendant work as well and so, like, I have two grandkids in specifically in, in specific that are always, like, heckling me at my altar. So I understand that a lot of what I'm up to and what I'm creating is for them. Um, and, yeah, I'm passionate about astrology, passionate about ley line work. Some people confuse that with great work, but mm-hmm. I understand. And, and I hope that we can touch on that today as well. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you said that you do, like, descendant work because that's another mm-hmm. thing that people don't even really conceptualize like especially in the work that I do it's a lot of like conscious conception like your spirit baby when it's like people are aren't even thinking that far ahead like yeah your babies are gonna have babies so that's really cool Mm -hmm. that like (laughs) that like that's your that's your bag (laughs) Mm -hmm, and stuff like that so let's hop into the ley line work stuff so in your experience slash perception what is ley line work? And I know you mentioned that people confuse it with grid work. So let's like get into that. And yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So do to do, do. So grid work, how I view grid work, I mainly associate that with like Masonic um, energy and like how they have architected our modern day society. So like the science behind why a city is set up the way it is. You know, it's it's like the energetic extension of redlining, mm-hmm. right? Of understanding how to control where you where you're placing people, understanding um, how um, modern architecture can limit or expand thought in human consciousness, and then ley line work is like the organic channels and meridians that exist within our earth. If we even um, to just cite some societies. Um, the Australian people, the original Aboriginals, they um, relate to ley lines as song lines. Mm-hmm. And so they have like so many different cultures and languages. And so a lot of their mythology and their worldview is that the song lines, these energetic highways across the earth, 
carry the stories, the culture, the worldviews of their people, the languages, yada, yada, bit, bit, bit. <laughs> so when I'm doing, when I'm doing ley line work, um, I'm really connecting to the meridians, the channels above the earth, like the energetic layer that holds the earth. And then also the energetic um, meridians and channels that exist within the earth. Ooh. So if you can think about like trees and their roots, you know, all trees roots can um, communicate with each other. So that's within the earth. And then the energy that they're emitting from the leaves and the branches out into the universe. It's a very like symbiotic breath. So yeah. I'm a nerd for that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm glad we got that cleared up too, because I think I was even thinking that it was a little bit like the good work stuff too. But after your description, it's like a lot deeper than that. Like it's like the system, like the energy systems of the literal fucking earth, which is like mind blown. So tell me a little, oh no, 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 continue. I I think you're about to say something. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just going to add that like, yeah, like So what helps me to understand it too, um, from like multiple scales is the fact that, okay, we, if we look at it as like our bodies are living, breathing organisms, right? We have cells within our bodies, organs, energy centers, bones. We have so many different systems that makes up our own little personal galaxy. Mm -hmm. When we apply this same, um, it's a funny word to use, but when we apply the same humanity, to the planet, mm-hmm. our planet is a living, breathing organism. And so you we have like us who are like existing on top of the earth and within the earth. And then you have so many different organisms. And so there's just so many different um, energetic systems to relate to. And I'm very grateful to be a representative of the ley lines and to be doing this ley line work. Yeah. And even as you're talking about the different meridians and systems, I was literally just having this conversation the other day with my friend Brie. I was doing some like content creation for my yoni steaming ceremonies with her. But that's besides the point. We were talking about how literally every body part on your body is like um, an, a map to different parts of your organs. So like those meridian points, basically like ley lines in every like your feet, your knees, your thighs, and they all mm-hmm. connect with all of the rest of your body. And to mesh this into the earth as well. Like we are, we are the earth. Like we are made out of the earth, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like- Yeah, we're ley lines. Literally, literally Mm -hmm. we're ley lines. So it makes absolute sense that the earth has these meridians, these ley lines too. And that particular ley lines create like access points to like particular parts of the earth's organs and stuff like that is how I'm conceptualizing it. 1000%. So tell me about how you got into ley line work and yeah, the story behind that. Uh, The story behind how I got into ley line work. Okay. I feel like I've always been since a jit, since a youth, Mm -hmm. I've always been so absolutely fascinated by our planet. Um, Like I used to like, just watch a lot of National Geographic, um, Animal Planet. And I lived in London for a bit when I was a kid. And I think one of the most fascinating things about that experience, I was eight when we first moved, um, was just 
I noticed just like how close the sky felt. Mm. I was really into like the difference between living in London and then like living in Philly where I'm from, um, just on a like geographical level. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I went to um, Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland, lived in Baltimore for five years, big up. And I really started to tune into grid work. And then I spent like a few months um, in Southern Arizona and then that tuned me into (laughs) even more grid work. And so when I went back to Baltimore, um, I started to like work more with my guides. And so the short answer is that it's a series of activations. It's a series of activations that's followed my personal inspiration. But when I went back to Baltimore, um, my guides used to wake me up every morning And they would have me go to like these little parks that would be like on the corner. And I would do a lot of Qigong with trees. Mm -hmm. Um, And trees really taught me how to breathe from my feet. Mm -hmm. So I would be doing Qigong with these trees, activating my being a little bit, working out too, saying what's up to the (laughs) the elementals. And I think that's the second part of that answer is that the elementals really showed this to me. Um, and damn, there's like so many different stories that are coming up now, but just to stay locally with this one, um, they would, my guys would have me activate in the morning with these trees doing Qigong and then they would have me walk around my neighborhood. And so I live in a part of Baltimore that was like still heavily governed by redlining just energetically. Mm-hmm. And so for, for those that don't know, redlining is like an extension of segregation, um, that's you can do your own research, okay? But it's an extension of segregation and it's basically like dictated by zip codes. So, you know, people that live in this zip code are usually poorer. People that live in this zip code are usually more wealthy. So they would have me walk around in like a square, right? So I lived in the part of um, the city where there's this avenue um, called Utah Avenue. And in that midsection, there would be like rings of roses, trees. You can kind of like sit, like a little mini park, mm-hmm. um, like a median park. And I lived on the side of that where, that was like the hood. So there was like a project home and it was like um, kind of bordered off. Just like the entrance was facing a completely different way. And then there was like these walls around it. And then if you go on the other side of that median, there was a there's an area called Bolton Hill. And Bolton Hill is like so fucking beautiful. Like the trees are beautiful. The architecture is beautiful. And they would have me just notice what I notice, right? So um, as I'm like walking in this big ass square, um, sometimes a triangle, sometimes a circle, (laughs) um, I would just notice that the side that I lived on, my body would get tense. My head was on a swivel. Mm. Um, I was mainly like trying to not make eye contact with niggas Mm. um, for a good reason. Um, And then when I would go on the Bolton Hill side, I'd be like looking up, I'd be like walking more slowly, taking up more space energetically. And and on that side of Bolton Hill, there was a Masonic temple. On the side, directly across the street from that Masonic temple, across so it's that Masonic temple, then there's like a Confederate flagged fountain, <laughs> then across and in that like Utah median. And <laughs> That's then a like, lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Confederate statue, not flag. Okay. <laughs> And then, like, across from that statue is this um, funeral home called Two Brothers Funeral Home, right? So this was... That's so much. And and so the funeral home side was also the side that I lived on. Mm -hmm. And so I just started 
the like grid work. I started to peep the the Masonic grid work of organizing energy. Mm. Right now, go a little bit more esoteric. I also lived um, like a year before that. I lived like even like a block north of that side than where I had been living the following year. And I had had a meditation with one of my guides and um, they took me on a dragon and they raised me high above Maryland and they showed me the energetic ley lines that governed Maryland. And I could see like the colors of where energy was really dense and where there was a lot of entities feeding on that dense energy. I could see the pockets of nature that were like bright glowing green. Um, And so just all these like little different experiences, I think really led me here. So I think on the physical level to answer the question, it was noticing the uh, Masonic grid work of like how um, the architecture would divide people because the people on the side of the funeral home never even went to the median, let alone on the Bolton Hill side. The people on the Bolton Hill side, they just came and went as they pleased. Mm. Um, That's something else that I noticed. So that's like the physical layer. The energetic spiritual layer is definitely that experience I had with my guides and my dragon, like really just seeing clairvoyantly these energetic um, ley lines. And then I think even from an inner child perspective, um, just my interest in geography and in nature, and then um, on a mental plane as well, when I was, when my guides had me like walking around in these circles and these squares and these triangles, yada, yada, depending (laughs) on the day. Um, I would also be clued into like the type of thought forms that existed in these in these mm-hmm. spaces. So that led me to like getting really curious about mental pollution. And it, because when I was on the side that I lived on, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like walking into people's pain, walking into people's like depraved thoughts, walking into people's like hopefulness and hopelessness. And then on the Bolton Hill side, I'm like, oh, such a lovely day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's beautiful, you know? And I mean, and then and then that eventually led me to on my journey of energy work and developing better energetic boundaries because I was just like open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love what you said about the mental pollution. Um, mm-hmm. w- would the mental pollution tie in more to the grid work or to like the ley line work? Or is it I think both? it's, I think it's both because I think, as humans, we have um, the extrasensory ability to energetically imprint on whatever environment we're in. Yep. I think it becomes pollution when you're like, when you're a product of the Masonic grid work mm-hmm. that keeps. Pop the energies of pro- poverty, depravity, you know, lack really flowing. Mm. And then I think it, it's I think it's beautiful collaboration with the earth when you're like going out into nature and making earth altars and communing with the elementals there. So I think it just really depends on the frequency. Yeah, and to touch on that too, because this is something that we often like as birth keepers bring up to clients especially women who are birthing outside of the system, is that you want to have only people who you 100% trust and are 100% on board with your plan for birthing outside of the system in your birthing space because that that space is already so like energetically open. To have someone that is coming in there with, for lack of a better term, like mental pollution, like their agenda of fear and whatever like projected onto you and into like the space – 
that twists the energy within the space and you feel that right all of a sudden this person walks in you're not feeling confident in yourself anymore you're having like more intense like um waves of contractions and and whatever and it's like you're wondering like oh like for example it's like your mom or something you know like oh my gosh, like my mom's here. Like, why do I all of a sudden, like I wanted her here, but all of a sudden I feel like X, Y, Z. It's like, think about like the energetic signature and imprint that this person is walking into your space with. So that's what Mm -hmm. that's really getting me present to, um, especially in the birth world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even to piggyback off of that, right? I think people can also be like, you know how they say like you have memories associated with scent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have people that come in that represent, you know, different phases of your life, mm-hmm. different phases of your disbelief in yourself. Yep. So like to even add on to what you're saying is like you want, you could want to have your best friend from fifth grade or from 11th grade there. And then they're just representing this like aspect of you. And they're like viewing you in this like old timeline and bringing you back to that. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The like symbolic and energetic representations people hold. And I want to like segue this into the astrocartography stuff and like stuff like that, like the symbolism and all of that behind that. So like, give us like a, a mini mini rundown about what astrocartography is and like how it connects to ley lines and but like from your own perspective oh, of that you. yeah oh I got you okay so I'm gonna I'm try to emphasize the mini so mini rundown um so astrocartography is literally the process of taking your birth chart your natal chart and laying it across a map of the earth now this is done in order to see which like seasons or facets of yourself would be activated on particular lands, you know? And I think that that also represents the symbiotic nature between us as humans and then what the earth herself is up to um, and how we're like not disconnected from that. Now, how I do um, astrocartography is very much informed as my work as a ley line practitioner. And so I'm also clairvoyantly tuning into my client's karma and dharma with these lands. So sometimes we'll look at lands and there's like no astrological influence on top of it, but I can see it clairvoyantly. And it's like, oh, this, this land looks very rainbow and kinetic for you because, okay, yeah, you might have ancestry here that's calling you. And that's why you've always wanted to go. And when I have these sessions, I always tell clients, yo, bro, please don't put this all on me. Yeah. What are at least three places that you've <laughs> always wanted to go? Money is not an issue. Time is not an issue. None of that is an issue. Where do you want to go? And, and that approach never fails to yield such amazing results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And as you're speaking, I'm like kind of thinking of it from the sense, because like I remember you mentioning again, like that experience with like being on the dragon and seeing clairvoyantly, like the ley lines and stuff like that. And with astrocartography. And I'm then wondering, like, if going to specific areas on the planet will then connect you into, like, the ancestors that want to be birthed through you, and then, like, the descendants then that will be birthed through that ancestor? Like, I'm thinking of it, like, like that's where the the spirit is, like, residing, quote-unquote, and then you go to that place, and you're able to, like, connect more strongly with the spirit? 
<laughs> I don't know. That's like where my mind's no, going. No, that no, that totally makes sense. And um, as you were speaking, um, I was just being shown to say that I also relate to this work as like that same tree analogy that we used before, right? Mm-hmm. So the the astrocartography is like showing us okay, the information coming down that the leaves of a tree would be able to kind of connect with, like that photosynthesis energy. And then my work as a ley line practitioner, I'm tuning into, okay, what are the roots of this tree saying? And of course you can portal in something. You can like, yeah. you know, to, to your point, like you can totally, like if, if you wanted to live there and you might get knocked up, it would be <laughs> particular to your, to your like karma and your dharma that you have with that land. Um, but yeah, people use this to just vacation travel, long-term moves, business moves, even plan retreats, all types of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have you used it for your own life? The astrocartography ley line work stuff? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a cool question. Um, so I moved out to um, Arizona, Southern Arizona in 2020, July, 2020, and, um, well, one, when I first spent three months down here in 20, uh, 2018, I knew I, I would be coming back. I knew that when I first visited this land, that that was just me touching and holding my karma so that I could come back here in a dharmic way. And then when I decided to move back out here, I was looking at my astrocartography and I have a Uranus sextiling the 10th house line going right through Arizona. And I also have a Pluto line, Pluto on the 10th house going right through Arizona. And um, it's been the best. These are like my favorite lines right now because it's allowed me to have my own business. It's allowed me to, um, if I do have other jobs, I'm literally just, those jobs are predicated upon the currency of my authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that Uranus influence. I also have an Aquarius moon. So that's pretty amazing. I'm a Taurus sun, which is the opposite of Scorpio. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. So that Pluto line brings in the appropriate amount of purification, transformation, willingness to die and to be reborn over and over again. And then these um, planets, Uranus and Pluto, aspecting the 10th house of Capricorn, that's career, safety, legacy, um, empire status. And I think that the, yeah, like those lines have definitely been my like favorite since living here. I think it's the reason why I'm able to stay here and the way I'm able to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And so like, for example, let's say someone's like, Oh, I want to look at my astrocartography and like figure out yada, yada, yada. Like what are some highlight points? Like when you look at charts, for astrocartography, what are like points that you're like, this is that shit, like you, th- this is that spot? <laughs> so it's so unique to the person, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think I do have some general rule of thumb things, but I, I do, before I say those, I do want to give a disclaimer that I, I feel like in my experience, um, I've looked at lines that were like generally, you know, systemically very harmonious but then tuning into that person's ancestry, tuning into um, what they're up to, what their guides are allowing me to see about their path and their medicine, that's not the best place for them. 
So there's nuance with it all. And I think because I'm a ley line practitioner and I bring a lot of clairvoyance and yeah. claircognizance into the space, it really tweaks it. Kind of like a natal chart, right? Like mm-hmm. not not every sun sign is the same, exactly. you know, depending on what house is in, da, da, da. So that's how I approach it. But generally speaking, if a person is looking for um, comfort, safety, an overwhelming sense of love, I would obviously just look at a Venus line. Yeah. Um, if it's if that Venus line is aspecting or on the fourth house, great. I think my caveat that I would add to that Venus line, though, is that it could also be a place of overindulgence. Got it. It it could also be a place where you're just like not fulfilled mm. in your desires, so you're stagnant. So there's like so much nuance, bro. So it's like, mm-hmm. but I think generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, I think for people to start like a starting place. Um, for like harmony and love matters, uh, Venus, for experiencing new things and um, new things, ideologies, people, places, even food. I would definitely look at uh, Mercury lines and Jupiter lines. But yeah, it's just so, it's so particular to the person, so particular to the person. Um, Pluto lines bring transformation and purity Uranus lines allows you to step into your authenticity and the starlight essence of who you originally and and purely are. Um, Mars lines brings a lot of passion, a lot of heat. It's also a very drying line. Um, So I think it could be good for vacation, um, but I wouldn't try to do business on a Mars line because you could just get really ticked off a lot. So yeah. (laughs) just (laughs) yeah hopefully that answers your question yeah yeah that totally answered my question and like I'm thinking about a lot of stuff as you're speaking I'm thinking about my friends who go to other places in the world to have their babies and like how how much safer and more free they feel in those places like for example one of my friends ended up having her baby in Mexico as opposed to up here in Canada and it's like making me curious to like see her astrocartography chart and it's also making me curious ley line wise like the feeling of oh this place is calling me in my soul is it then the the energy channels of that ley line moving through the root systems of the the trees and the earth and whatever and like moving up through your feet and being like beckoning you to this place like <laughs> this is like how I'm imagining it yeah and and to the um to the point of your friend one thing that my guys just showed me um, or reminded me to say is that like you could be on a ley line. So like, let's say like up where you are in like Ontario, mm-hmm. there's a like Venus line, but it like curves, right? And that curved line goes through Mexico, mm. right? So, so she could have just hypothetically left that particular ley line um, and then went to the exact same ley line in Mexico and had a completely different experience. Wow. And that's where the like the the friendship and the tag teaming of what's happening above matters with what's happening below in the roots. Okay. Because her karma, her dharma, her ancestry, whatever it is, past life, parallel life with that land could be texturing the difference of why she was called to Mexico mm. to have her baby there, even if that astrological that astro astrocartography line was the same line. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think does that touch on your next question, the, your extra question, like the the beckoning <laughs> into yeah, I think it like touches yeah, on both of them actually, 
and it's it's making me like really tap into like how ancestry plays a huge part because that same woman her ancestry is palestinian so like it would make sense for her to want to be in a more like you know warmer more tropical like richer environment to have her baby like ancestrally and i want to tap into or get into your description of like because you mentioned the tree stuff multiple times so uh what would be like the the inner earth and then like the like the tree (laughs) i don't know i want to say the log but it's not called the log (laughs) the yeah you know what i'm talking about (laughs) the trunk (laughs) and then the branches with the with the leaves so if you could break down what each of those components entail from the perspective of like ley lines, astrocartography, ancestry, all of that. Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go scenic here a little bit, y'all. Okay. Follow us. <laughs> follow us. Um so as a kid, right? My dad, who's a Virgo, shout out to my dad, Virgo Sun, hey. Gemini Moon, Cancer Rising. <laughs> shout out to him. And I'm very much like daddy's baby, mommy's maybe. Um, no shade. <laughs> but like I'm my I'm my dad's daughter for sure. Um, but he was like always in love with trees. Like I remember just like being on the playground and him like pushing me and like giving me underdogs and he'd be like, go up, 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 up into the trees, touch the trees. And then like I got older as a teenager and we're like walking down the street. He's like, Oh, look, the ancestors are like waving at us and in Congo belief system, and my family is from the deep south. We're from um, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Louisiana, Florida. And a lot of um, our ancestry comes from Angola and Congo. Mm-hmm. And in Congolese worldview, there is no difference between humans and trees. Mm. The word for humans and trees is actually the exact same. I'm blanking on the word right now. It might be Ubuntu. But the word is the act is the exact same. And so my dad instilled in me as a jit before without him even like really knowing from this place of like, you know, physical proof or from this place of physical proof or preserved heritage and worldview. He didn't know these things, but he knew these things and he instilled these things in me. And then to your question, when I was first in Arizona, I sat, I was, I was staying on 160 acres of land and I spent 11 days with an old grandmother oak tree. Mm-hmm. I was not doing any drugs while I was here with guys. <laughs> disclaimer, <laughs> preface. Disclaimer, I was, disclaimer and preface, I was very, very so- sober. And I put my spine on this tree and I put my feet on her protruding trunks and I meditated with this tree and she took me deep inside of her roots. And then she took me high up to the faces of the highest leaves on her. And she showed me how trees are like UFOs, for lack of a better word. Wow. Like you can travel in, you can energetically and metaphysically travel the galaxy with the tree because not only are they sacred record keepers and ancestors, but they're also the beacons for the rest of our solar system and our galaxy and our universe of what we're up to and what we're doing. Mm. And so when we're talking about ley lines, you know, we live in a our ecosystem as sentient beings is so much larger than what we think it is. 
right? I think in um, in Western science, we kind of focus on, okay, like the ecosystem of a riverbed, of like a <laughs> beaver. And we're like so super local, which is awesome. Like that's really important. Um, but I think that trees really connects us to the larger ecosystem of our planet. So when we're bringing ley lines in, damn, I'm spitting. When we're bringing <laughs> ley lines in, <laughs> I'm just like watching myself. When we're bringing in ley lines, we're bringing up ley lines, excuse me. And then we're bringing in astrocartography. Trees are the connecting point of, of both conversations, mm. right? So I don't think I could do like a, okay, this layer, that layer, that layer. But I think it because it, it's not as bordered as that, you know, yeah. I think um, it's like the difference between night and day. Right. We we're like socialized to be on a 24 hour clock. Right. Yeah. But the day waxes into the night and mm-hmm. the night waxes into the day. It's yeah. not a finite. OK, at 12 o'clock, the sun's coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when the sun rises, it's a gentle breathing. And so I think trees really connects all of these different threads and they get to move through these different trunks or these different branches or, you know, these different tree wounds and, and um, it's just a community. And I love trees because they just remind us, they're the ancestors that remind us, that reminds us of our ancient technology. Trees yeah. are the ancestors that reminds us of our ancient technology. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just the words ancient technology, and they really are a fucking reminder of that, to be honest. And I think it like it very much so connects into the work that I do with women and connecting with their cycles and connecting with their bodies through through themselves and in birth, because it's like that really is tapping into like your body's ancient technology, like the technology your body built to allow you to survive and thrive and connect to all of the different systems on the planet. And it's just like that word, ancient technology is really just getting me present to how much technology our body holds and then how much people give that or like, yeah, they allow other external forms of technology that like aren't their body to dictate a a natural and an ancient technological um, system or experience way of doing things that already exists within them. And like, I feel like that's so magnified in the birth space in terms of women choosing to birth in hospitals versus choosing to, you know, birth at home without anyone dictating what they do within their birth and like really tapping into that, like that ancient technology. So I guess another question that like this brings up is what would then be quote unquote, like futuristic technology, like the corrupted technology within like the ley line stuff versus the ancient technology which it like exists within the trees, within our body, like within the earth. Mm. So you're asking what would be the corrupted version of this? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, this is so awesome. So in, let's just start with where we're at real quick. Mm-hmm. So even to, to, so even to erect a 
corrupt, false, or just simply synthetic. Yeah, a man-made system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, to even erect a, synth- a synthetic system, you have to cut trees down to make cell phone poles mm. to put up Wi-Fi towers. When the trees are our original Wi-Fi web of the earth. Wow. Right. When we're mm-hmm. talking about song lines and roots and 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 this anciently human wisdom to know how to travel and call someone through the trees or through a crystal or through these very much organic expressions of the earth through these meridian points Mm -hmm. of the earth and then now you know this is the all all masonic grit work is doing is copying nature yeah that's why it's called the world wide web Mm. (laughs) because it's just it's just copying nature and I know we I know you mentioned like the futuristic, but I think it's been been happening. Yeah. They're they're just that's why I quote unquoted it. <laughs> it's like right, quote unquote, kind of. right? <laughs> futuristic uh, slash parallel slash right now um, uh, slash the past. So like even when um, uh, I might butcher this example, you guys, but hopefully <laughs> you guys do your own research. Um, I'm not an authority, um, but this is what's coming up for me to share. You know, a lot of um, military governments, they will go to different meridian points on the earth and they'll erect um, just military bases Mm. to control those energetic ley lines. And the work that they're doing there is emitting an energy that helps to energetically colonize the worldviews of what's happening on the earth or what's been on the earth to colonize these worldviews, to also amplify their worldviews so that they can have more weight. And so I'm speaking at an energetic level here. Um, I, for some reason, my guides want me to say, there's this, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen spirit science. Oh my yeah. God, such a throw. Yeah, such a throwback. So this, there was a spirit science episode where they were talking about like the hundred monkey experiment. And I'm going to butcher it. So you guys just go research it. But in the, in short, I believe it was like Australia. They took like a hundred monkeys and they showed them something. And then um, they went somewhere else. And then in the, in those same monkeys, probably, I think they picked up how to do that thing. I think the thing was something about like opening a fruit or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a spirit science episode. If you don't want to look, look at that, you can also look at the hundred monkey experiment. And so basically what they were um, proving which we, which we already know, but what they were proving to their worldview, thought bubble consciousness is that you don't have to be in the same place to influence a species. Ooh, if, yeah. one, if one group of that species is, is experiencing a thing, then the energetic imprint will, you know, resonate out or maybe go within, you know, and travel within whoever has that same genetic code and express itself. So when we're talking about, when Nineru is asking this question of like, what would this synthetic system look like? It would look like them hijacking what we already do to implement, imprint, and amplify whatever inhumane, inorganic agenda agenda that is, which could be as simple as just like shortening your fucking attention span and having you scroll mindlessly um, on Instagram and then hopping over to Twitter, then hopping over to TikTok for Mm -hmm. like five hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And simply... And and it, and it and we don't have to get so nefarious. Shout out to Flairburn. We don't got to get so <laughs> nefarious, but like it could just simply be the result of just that. Right, that example alone is that you're not 
doing your own trial and error discovery of your own medicine path. Mm-hmm. And that is a form of genocide as well. You're not really, you feel what I'm saying? Yep. You just, you just taking in other people's thought forms mm-hmm. and programming yourself. Exactly. You know, it was at some point it was called television programming. You know, we just doing it ourselves. You yep. know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah. 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 Whoa. That is just like sinking into my brain and body. All of that. I'm totally on board with everything that you said. And again, like it's I'm bringing it back to the birth stuff. It's all like it's easier to be told everything than to go through the experience of it. And I think people get caught up in the quote unquote ease of it all that they they don't see the validity in actually experiencing their ancient technology for themselves because I feel like even for myself and my own path with like different herbalism stuff I grew up with having those herbs on deck my mom like using those herbs on me so like in my body in my experience like I am already tapped into that ancient technology to where I I wouldn't even think to go to that other synthetic technology because I just I don't see it as valid like it doesn't make sense to my body because in my genetic code that's been activated to to mm-hmm. like be online and i think it kind of co- it coincides with a lot of stuff like it coincides with like the birth stuff with um women who with like women who aren't really exposed to undisturbed physiological birth free birth whatever and are more mm-hmm. so like the only thing they know is hospital birth like people telling them how their body works instead of them actually experiencing how their body operates Bruh, and that's that is the effect of that synthetic matrix of the Masonic grid, right? Because I was reading something, I follow like a lot of like historian pages on Insta and like just Afrocentric pages in general. And you know, women in Africa have been doing C sections successfully for thousands, hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah, I just saw that video as right? well. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're but we're pedestaling this like sterilized mm-hmm. way of engaging with human bodies. We know as black people, we know that the medical system has experimented on us, has disconnected us, has traumatized us, yep. but there's still an energetic imprint that has weight mm-hmm. that tells us that that is safer than our own medicine and the intuition of our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's a fucked up synthetic system, but it works. Yeah. They know what they got some real good witchcraft over there. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the that's the real dark magic. When a person, when a system can abuse you for generations and you know not to trust it, but you would still trust it over your own body's intelligence Ooh. and wisdom, that is real dark magic. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That, that, I feel like you just like spoke everything in my heart, especially to do with like this whole stupid idiotic shit that we just walked semi, like we just walked out of quote unquote. I don't think I was ever in it with this whole stupid, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even want to mention it on the fucking shit. Y'all know know what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's exactly that. And it's like, to intentionally and consciously put a freaking cloak over what your eyes are blatantly seeing in front of you for like 
the most minuscule of an energetic exchange to like be a part of that fucking synthetic system that these like being these other beings are fucking creating that isn't your ancient technology that isn't your earth body is just absolutely fucking absurd to me and this is why you look at society and you're like oh society's so fucked because society isn't running organically in alignment with how the earth even fucking operates in terms of its natural cycles its growth death whatever it's turned into the synthetic i don't even know i don't even know it's the fucking it's the matrix movies <laughs> exactly exactly shout out to sophia stewart yeah and um it's not even how the earth really operates and people are walking around as if how we're living in society is like yes this is progression this is like this is how we're supposed to do it when it's like no like yes it's i guess technological synthetic progression but ultimately like where are you progressing in your human body on this planet because ultimately when you get to the root of it like even biologically if you want to take into consideration like evolution and whatever like how are you evolving your actual human body to then transform your bloodline and your descendants and like their descendants because that's what it really is it's really like us up leveling our ancient technology so that it's like the utmost you know naturally technologically advanced vessel is what i'm seeing this as yeah, one thousand percent. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not like anti tech. I'm not either. Just to say too, I like that's just you know, what's coming through for me. Yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. I'm not anti tech. You know, I know there's a lot of controversy around like all these AI generated art softwares that are out right now. I I personally, so I'm a filmmaker, a screenwriter, and I like to use those systems even to help me storyboard quicker. So I think there's a way that we can, you know, you know, use the advent of technology and all these new systems, apps that are that are coming out to help us further our human exploration. But I think when we're trying to replace the organic wavelengths and patterns of the earth, then we become, you know, then we leave congruence with what the earth is up to. So I think as long as technology is congruent with what the earth is up to and we're not using it to replace our humanity, we're good. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. And I've had conversations about that too. And it's like, again, to to presence the the whole like, oh, we should not be using any technology. Like that side of the argument. Like I don't, like I'm not part of that either. I believe the same thing. Like as long as it isn't replacing our own like body's technology, then it's cool. And I feel like when you, I'm bringing back like the birth space too, it's, it really allowed me to like zero in on and like have a magnifying glass on how that occurs within the medical system. This like technologizing of using like synthetic um, oxytocin, which is Pitocin, to inundate your body to have more contractions when it's like that technology already exists within you and then you notice too that when we inundate those like specific synthetic pharmaceuticals like pitocin it's then bringing us out of that which causes more issues in our body which i think like ties into like how people are experiencing more disease and more like mental pollution mental fog mental fucked up upness <laughs> and stuff like our that gener- too our generation is the first generation that has had this much mental health issues now you can have the argument that 
we live in a we live in a society now <clears throat> that's more concerned with the health with mental health. But I think I think as that space has grown, there's also the space for those issues to arise even more, especially when we're bringing in the impacts, the psychological, spiritual impacts of um, technology, social media, you know, external expectations, and then all of the like radiation we're receiving now as well, that's causing that, that's triggering those states as well. So and I feel like this could get into like a whole nother discussion on like, <laughs> like, oh, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be one of those, like, and I'm not one of those, like the 5G is, you know, corrupting and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, I feel like I can get into that with, in terms of like the types of energies that are projecting um, back at us from the synthetic grid and stuff like that. Actually, let's actually get into it briefly before we end this, because I feel like it relates. Um, so speak to, if you can. From the example of like 5G energies, like energy warfare and stuff like that, right? How does that coincide with ley lines and like that sort of thing? Yeah, well, it's this entire conversation of like when we're when we zoom out to like a planetary perspective of, you know, the night, like days don't, you know, night and day waxes into each other. And then we're also talking about like, okay, how that um, how energetic influence can manipulate our society, can add weight to the inorganic society, this like grid work thing that we're talking about. It's a it's a feedback loop. You know, what we're what we're putting out on the planet is a feedback loop and we're receiving it. So yeah, I think that this entire conversation is the answer to that, bro. Like it's yeah, it's it's and this is why I, th- I find it important for us to have conversations like this, because the people that are listening to this, you now they're probably looking at their life like, oh, yeah, I have a connection with trees. Oh, yeah, I noticed that, too, when I went to this city or I noticed that, too, when I went to Sedona or when I went to Calgary or Alberta. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know a couple. International. You know, international. <laughs> You know, and I think that like this conversation is a placeholder and, and, and it's a seed. It's an energetic seed for new thought forms. You know, one thing that I'm I'm really interested in is is how some folks, especially in inner cities, like where I'm from in Philly or where I lived at in Baltimore, a lot of people don't even know how to generate a new thought. Mm-hmm. And I think traveling is a big part of that. I think experiencing the earth is a big part of that. I think being as interested in in new ideas and different cultures is a huge part in in helping us to remember re dash member to remember our own technology and to place more emphasis on our own intuition and our innate ancestral galactic wisdom. Yep. Um, and that's the best way that we can kind of combat this synthetic inorganic reality while also redirecting where this technology is going and yeah yeah and I feel like that answer is a question that I was going to even ask you (laughs) towards the end of this is like how can people then take this into their own hands I guess to like mini segue off of the creating and generating your own thought thing before like wrapping it up is what should people then be doing in their own little part of the ley line of the earth within the ley line of their bodies what are good ways of like accessing this and like creating a new generating a new thought and like because I know like some people are like oh let's set up a crystal whatever but like what is like <laughs> from your perspective 
what is like a, a specific example of like, okay, like this is going to help to reactivate and like create that wave of the natural organic ley line overriding the synthetic one? Um, so I love this question. Yay. And um, the medicine is often in the basics. I think reconnecting with the elemental kingdom. So I have a series um, and the next episode, Sacred Powers, uh, sorry, Sacred Fire is going to be coming out in Aries season. I'm so excited. And yeah, this I have this series called Primordial Powers. And primordial. my intention for creating Primordial Powers was to just invite people to deepen their relationship with the elemental kingdom. So I'll, right now we have um, the waters is out. We have earth and energies and we have wisdom winds. So in these episodes, we're just diving deep into the, um, the resonance, the correspondence, the impact, the purpose from my perspective, which is limited um, of these different elemental kingdoms. And um, I think that that's also without, you know, in people's own practice, I think spending as much time in nature, staying curious, playing, not being afraid to die and then be reborn because death isn't permanent is a, the best way, I think, to reconnect and, and to engage with the ley lines and, and grid work. You know, if you live in an inner city and you feel like um, getting to a place that you deem is natural is difficult, then visit the trees in your neighborhood. Visit those little mini parks, which I think are like zoos in a way. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, same. Of nature. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think visit them, though, and sit with them because, you know, put your spine against a tree and travel in those mm-hmm. roots and talk to them, cry with them, ask them for wisdom. The elemental kingdom has much to offer. And the elemental kingdom, I think, is now, um, from my perspective and my karma with them and my dharma with them, they're they're very much interested in repairing our relationship mm-hmm. because we once lived so symbiotic with them. And I, I think that, that just that connect, restoring and remembering that connection with the elemental kingdom is then the bridge into ley line work. It's the bridge into ancestral work, descendant work, yep. birth work, even death work, even, mm-hmm. you know, so just going the fuck outside, bros. Period. It's just, just going outside. We outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that this is becoming like a running thing as a suggestion for like the conversations that I'm having with people. And it just shows how like that is it. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But it's such a needed thing to say because, you know, the weight of the synthetic inorganic system is becoming stronger and heavier especially with like social media and then like remote work and then it's becoming heavier that people need this reminder as much as possible you know you are the question and you are the answer and sometimes you need to go into nature to have that question and that answer reflected back to you Mm -hmm. yep and on that note i think we are complete do you feel complete too yeah i feel complete yay okay Thank you so, so much for having this conversation with me and with everyone who's going to hear this. I mm-hmm. so fucking enjoyed this and I was already so excited. I was like literally telling everyone, I'm 
I'm gonna have this <laughs> so I'm excited for everyone to hear it and thank you so so much Saki love you so so much and Ashe love you too sis yeah Ashe 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 oh mm-hmm. um, yeah you guys can catch me on Instagram or on Twitter in the synthetic matrix at Saki Savavi <laughs> Um, and my website is Celestial Drip, S-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-D-R-I-P. Um, I do one-on-one consults. I have a membership containers that's modeled after volcanoes where we run energies monthly. Um, I also host a- a monthly astro axes where we are like diving deep into the astrology that's coming in and that's mm-hmm. moving. Those are my um, faves. And- <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, check out Primordial Powers as well. If you go to branches on my site and then go to blog, you'll see all the episodes that have been. And they're like blog posts, they're curated um, playlists, there's meditations, there's films, they're just different things to just help generate new thoughts um, and hopefully inspire you and to help you place what you're, what you've always been up to and what you're wanting to go into into larger planetary and solar system com- uh, context. So, yeah. 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 Uh, yes okay Ashe again and I'm gonna pause slash stop the recording <laughs> peace everyone bye guys if you loved what you heard today please let me know by giving the podcast some love in the reviews liking commenting and sharing with someone you love as well as always too you can connect with me on instagram at key of life birthkeeper and with any of my guests with their information and details located in the description. Until next time, Ashe.